and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good morning and welcome to Church Online. It is so good to have you join us, whether you're joining us for the very first time or if you're part of the family and you're here every week, we're just excited to have you connect with us this morning. Now, this past week on Tuesday night, uh, our president made an announcement, essentially enabling churches to gather uh, for up to 50 people. And as a church leadership, we just felt that we need to respond to you uh, as, a, as a community as to what our approach is gonna be during this time. Now, there was a Bible school lecturer of mine, uh, Dr. Kone Becker, who, who used to say this, he said, the right to do something doesn't make it right. Now we recognize that we've been given a right together, but we also recognize that within those rights, we have responsibilities. So we've been gathering together as a national leadership and as a local church leadership to really just try and gain God's heart, gain His thinking, uh, on what we need to do and what our responsibilities are uh, to you as our community and to our surrounding community um, regarding gathering. Uh, we're still waiting clar- for clarity on, on certain issues. Um, and as soon as we have clarity, we will be able to make a final decision as to what our, our, our approach to gathering is going to look like. So we will keep you informed uh, as the days go on. Um, for now, I, I really just want to stress this, that this year is the church building. And ultimately, the church building is just a house where the church meets. But you are the church. So go and continue being the church. Go and love people, go and love God, go and care for the people around you. And at the same time, we need to pray. Now, our president has set today aside as a, as a national day of prayer. So we want to take this opportunity. We want to harness the moment and, and we want to pray together as a community. We want to pray specifically for our president. We want to pray for our nation. We want to pray for our community. And then at the same time, we want to pray for, for our leadership as, as we need to make decisions moving forward. So right there at home or wherever you are right now, will you just join us in a time of prayer? Father God, I thank you that this morning we can just connect our hearts together through you, Father. Lord, that we can connect our faith uh, to each other's faith this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you that um, this morning we can really just commit our president to you, Father. Lord, that we can pray for him, for wisdom, for guidance, Lord. Lord, I think of, of, of the words that, that Solomon speaks to us in, in the book of Proverbs, where he says that it, it is the glory of God to hide a matter, and it is the glory of kings to find it. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you will move our president's hearts to your heart, Lord. Father God, that, that, that he will search your heart to find the answers for the matters that we face, Father God. Lord, that he will delight in it and, and find joy 
in doing that, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you will surround him with the right men and the right women. Lord, with the right voices speaking into these moments, Lord, so that he can make the right decisions. Lord, Father God, I thank you for our country, Lord. I thank you for the beauty of our country, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the diversity in our country, Lord. Father God, that as we are known as the Rainbow Nation, Father God, I thank you that, that you are an incredibly uh, creative artist, Father God, and that you've not just made little clones all over the show, Lord, but that in our diversity, we find our beauty, Lord. Lord, I thank you that our diversity does not have to divide us, Lord, but that within our diversity, we can stand together united in you, Father. Lord, and I thank you that as we, as we all turn our hearts to you, as we all turn our minds to you, Father God, Lord, that as we unite, you say that you command a blessing and that blessing is life, Lord. And we pray that life over the nation of South Africa right now, Father God. Lord, we recognize that we are in a global crisis. We recognize that, that, that there are people hurting, Lord, that there are people that are ill, that people that are, that are hurting due to the loss of loved ones during this time, Lord. And Father God, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, that you come and that you bring peace to restless hearts right now, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are a healer and I thank you that you bring healing to hurting hearts and broken bodies right now, Father God. Lord, I thank you for our community, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we will not sit on our hands during this time, that we will not be apathetic in our approach to our love for our neighbor, Lord. But Father God, that we will get active in loving those around us, Lord. Lord, that we will reach out where we see a need and that we will meet the need, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you are the one that provides, that you are the one who cares for us, Father God, and meets our every need, Lord. May we go out and just be that extension of your hand during this time, Lord. We commit ourselves. We commit our local church body, Lord. We commit our nation. We commit our government and our president to you. Knowing, Lord, that, Lord, that you are most definitely in control. And we trust you, Lord. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for allowing us to just do that together. So we are a couple of weeks into a new series called Through the Unknown. And this series is really just based around uh, the journal of, of King David, who was regarded as, as one of Israel's greatest kings. Um, and essentially in this journal, David is just writing about how he faced his own unknowns, just as we have faced our own unknowns during this time uh, through COVID-19 and, and everything that that has unlocked that is kind of just unknown in life right now. David faced his own unknowns. And as he faced his own unknowns, uh, he, he sat and he journaled uh, to God, just speaking to God. And, and we have such an incredible privilege to be able to have that today. And, and the specific part of his journal that we are looking into is found in Psalm 23. Uh, and this is what David wrote. He said this, he said in Psalm 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And so far in the series, that's kind of where we've got to. But, but within these words, essentially what David is expressing is the fact that, hey, I have everything that I need and God leads me to, to, to rest in these peaceful places and he, he, he leads me into right paths. But if you're honest today and as you consider the words of David right now, you you may be in a place where you're thinking to yourself, Ramon, my life looks nothing like that right now. There's not this place of peace. There's not this place of rest. I don't feel like I'm, I'm kind of walking in these right paths. I don't feel like there's this, this good shepherd that's looking out for me. In fact, Ramon, if I'm honest right now, my life looks and feels far more like a valley of death. And you got to know, you are not alone. You are not alone right now. I believe that if you just look around you, you will see that you are not alone. But even David with, within himself in this moment, as he's explained the good shepherd, he then starts to reveal to us in this next verse, in verse 4, kind of where he's found himself and, and, and how God's walking him through this process. Where he says this, he says in verse 4, he says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And here David just expresses the fact that, hey, I faced my own dark valley. And here's how God is just seeing me through this process. Now, to just play open cards with you this morning, this entire series came as a result of me walking through my own dark valley. This entire series came about as a result of this exact verse, verse 4. There was this moment where I was really struggling. I was really feeling inadequate, so to speak. All my insecurities were kind of bubbling to the top and, and all my fears were, 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 were in full swing. Um, and I just had this moment where I sat before God and I just said, Lord, I'm facing my own like dark valley, my own valley of death. And I just need you. And it was in that moment that I just so clearly sensed him just bring me to Psalm 23 and verse 4. And, and just kind of reveal some, some very basic but relevant truths back into my own life to just kind of shift my focus from the dark valley to the truth of who's leading me through that valley. And I believe that as David lays this out for us, I believe that there's truth in there for you as you're facing your own valley of death. So we look here how, how David speaks about this, this, this valley. And he, he says this, he says, even though I walk through 
the valley of death. I think it is so important for you and for me to stop and pay attention to that opening line. That even though I walk through, David is making it very clear to us that he he doesn't say, even though I get stuck in the valley of death. No, he says, even though I walk through, this isn't a process that we will be stuck in for the rest of our lives. This isn't a place of, of, of never ending uh, stuckness, if we could put it that way. Uh, this is really a process that we are moving through. And he says, even though I walk through. Now there's this, there's this thought that goes like this. It says, sometimes things are well known, but not well seen. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes we will know something because we've engaged with it quite a bit. But because we've engaged with it quite a bit, we grow familiar with it and we stop paying attention to the details. And even though at one point it might have held a lot of gravity for us, now it's kind of lost its, its, its weight in our lives. I'll give you an example. I've got a picture hanging up at my front door. Of, um, of a photo that I took in Tanzania as a little kid came walking through the bush, um, probably like five, six years old, but strapped to her back was an infant, a baby. And I'm thinking to myself, here's a child caring for a baby. Where are the parents? And all sorts of thoughts. And I, I could even say that that is another message all on its own. But the moment had such a great impact on me. And I just happened to catch it with a camera. And that picture's hanging up at my front door. And I walk past it every day. And even though it had a great impact on my life in the moment, if I'm honest, I've walked past that photo so and grown so familiar with that photo that it has actually lost the gravity of what happened in that moment to me right now. And it takes for me to stop and to actually look and investigate that photo again for the reality of the truth of what I experienced in that moment to hit home again. And I feel like what I've just explained is very true when it comes to Psalm 23. I mean, it's probably one of the greatest pieces of literature ever written. And because of that, we kind of know it and we'd rattle it off. But I don't know if we really stop and pay attention to the truth that it holds. You know, David's now said, even though I walk through, and we've said it's not stuck, but it's walked through. Then it says, the valley of death. And in the New King James, it says, the valley of the shadow of death. And I feel like those words are important. And even if your Bible doesn't say the word shadow, even just the word death in the original language in the Hebrew, that word death means deep darkness. It it talks literally about this shadow. And again, we we go through these moments and we go through these hurts and we go through what we're going through right now. And it, it, it feels 
like it's going to end us. It feels overwhelming. It feels overpowering. And it feels like we don't know where the end of this thing is going to be, but we're feeling like this is not, this is nothing but the valley of the shadow of certain death. But that's not what David says. David says that this is the valley of a shadow of death. And that's important for us to pay attention to. Because you see, even though the thing feels so certain to us, it's just a shadow. And I believe that that's what what we need to be tapping into today. To not just kind of know it on the surface, but to really understand the heart of that. That we do not have to see this as a certainty of death, but that we are actually just walking through a shadow of death. The picture I've got in my mind is my son... at his bedroom, um, he's got a palm tree just outside his, his, his bedroom window. And there's a street light. And when the wind's blowing just right at night, the palm tree will blow and the light will reflect onto the palm tree. The palm tree will cast a shadow onto his window. And you can imagine for a little three-year-old, that can get pretty scary. But is there any real danger? No. It's just a shadow. And as I read what David's saying to us here in in Psalm 23, that's really the heart of what I'm seeing, is that he's saying it might feel like it's going to end you, but it's just a shadow. He carries on and he says this, he says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Is he going through the valley? Yes, he's going through the valley. Are you going through the valley? Yes, you are going through the valley. But David recognizes that the good shepherd is with him and he is not alone. And that is a message for you and that is a message for me. That even though we are going through this, we are not going through it alone. But that the good shepherd is there with us every step of the way. The last part of this verse, he speaks into the fact that the good shepherd's rod and his staff comfort and protect us. And again, it's, it's maybe just language that we don't understand. And for that reason, we just skim over it. But when David talks about the good shepherd's rod and his staff, Back then, the rod and the staff were, 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 were tools that the, that the shepherd would use very, very specifically. The rod was this, was this tool of correction. And the staff was this tool of, of direction. So when, whenever the, the sheep would want to step out of line, the, 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 the shepherd would lovingly bring correction with a rod. And when he needed to direct them, he would lovingly use the staff. And then this rod and the staff, when wild animals would come along, he would use the two of them together for protection. So we had correction, we had direction, and together they would form protection. And I believe that this is something that we shouldn't just breeze over. You see, God desires to, to, to see you become 
all that He created you to be. But in order for for you and for me to become all that He created us to be, we are going to have to respond to His correction at times. Because believe it or not, you and I don't get it right all the time. So His correction comes along to help us to, to, to really become who He's created us to be. And then His staff comes along and directs us as to where He wants us to go. Now let's be honest. When we, when, when we look at these two, correction and, and direction, it's not always fun. Uh, in fact, these two can kind of symbolize boundaries where there's this rod and the staff and these two create boundaries for these sheep to function in. And boundaries is a bad word these days. I mean, in our society, we, we, we really look at boundaries as things that limit, that, that hamper, you know, they, 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 they are cramping my, my creativity. You know, I don't need boundaries. I need freedom. Um, but even within that statement, we're ignoring the laws of nature. Why do I say that? For a moment, just consider a fish for a moment, that a fish functions to his maximum creational purpose within the boundaries of water. When a fish is in water, he is protected. When a fish is in water, he has the freedom to function and go wherever he needs to. But if we take that fish out of water, he's not doing that well. His protection is is at risk. And his freedom is hampered. But somehow we feel that we can function outside of these boundaries. We can function outside of correction and guidance and still somehow have the protection and this freedom that we so desperately long for. But I believe with all my heart that if you're really searching for true freedom, true freedom is found within the boundaries of correction and direction that bring protection to your life and to my life as we follow the Good Shepherd. I don't know where you're at today. I know where I've been during this time. I know that I've so desperately needed correction and direction. And as a result, I've desperately needed the protection of God during this time. And I don't know what your dark valley is that you are walking through right now. But I want to say this, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God doesn't just know what dark valley you're walking through. He actually cares what dark valley you are walking through. I wonder this morning, what's your next step? What's your next step? This morning, do you, are you in a place where you've kind of done your own thing? You know that, that, that there's been correction, but you've not responded to the correction. You just kind of run and done your own thing anyways. And as a result, you've stepped out of that protection. Things have gone really, really wrong. And you can recognize for yourself that that this morning my next step is that I need to start responding to the correction of God 
so that I can really find that freedom that I'm looking for. Then this morning, I want to encourage you. Just talk to God. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing my own thing. Forgive me. This morning, I choose to respond to your correction. I choose to respond to your correction. And then maybe, maybe you've kind of, you've kind of also just been doing your own thing when it comes to, to, to his direction. And this morning, you recognize your need for his wisdom, for his guidance, for his direction in your life. Because if you're honest, you don't really feel like you're fulfilling your creational purpose. And you see, when we respond to the correction of God and when we follow the direction of God, we start functioning in the freedom that we find within living out our creational purpose. And if that's you today, I'd love to just pray with you. But I want to encourage you to make a personal decision this morning. Lord, I choose to respond to your correction. I choose to follow your direction. And thank you that when I function within your boundaries, that there is freedom for me to function within my creational purpose. And there's protection no matter what valley I walk through. Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for just the clarity of, of, of what you are communicating to us through the heart of David here, Lord. Lord, I thank you that, that even though we walk through and not get stuck in the valley of the shadow of death, that we can recognize that it is a shadow. Lord, that we will fear no evil because you, the good shepherd, are with us. Lord, and I thank you that your rod and your staff comfort us, Lord. And it's such an such a absurd notion for us in this modern day to think that your rod and your staff would bring comfort. But that's exactly what it does, Lord. And that as we respond to your correction and your direction, you bring comfort, Lord. You bring peace. Lord, you bring a certainty to our lives knowing that we are living out our creational purpose and that we can function freely within the boundaries that you have set in place. That these are not restrictive, but that these are actually liberating to our lives. So Father God, this morning, we just commit our lives to you. We give these moments to you, Lord. And we thank you that no matter what valley we walk through, we can trust you because you, the good shepherd, are with us even through the unknown. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. We love you and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.